Welcome to Tonko Guest Number 31. Uh, today's guests are Carlos Baena and Eve Schuyler. Carlos is the director of his new film, uh, La Noria, uh, the short animated short film, and Eve is uh, his production designer for that film. And Carlos and I go way back. We worked together at Pixar, and even before Pixar, uh, we had known each other through mutual friends, and I just always loved that sort of independent spirit Carlos had. So when Carlos left Pixar, I wasn't surprised. And uh, he left to work on his own films, and one of which was this amazing short film, La Noria. And I even worked on this film when he first started, did a few paintings. And uh, it was a long journey for him, just like any independent film uh, journey. He finished it finally, and the film is phenomenal. And I hope everybody gets to see it. But before that, check out this interview. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of your work. Uh, Carlos, you and I worked together at Pixar on Toy Story 3 and a little bit of, on Monsters University. And, and then, you know, we go way back with our mutual friends. And so, you know, we're, we're, our friendship goes back quite a long time. And then, but ever since I've known you, you always had this uh, independent spirit. Um, Eve, I... I've known your work. Uh, I've myself and Robert always kind of followed your work, and uh, so definitely not a huge surprise. But you know, we haven't really spent too much time to talk before, so I'm very looking forward to hearing more about your journey and your contribution to this film. But of course, mainly, uh, I love to start with your incredible film La Noria, um, going around the festivals right now. And uh, if you don't mind, maybe Carlos starting with. Uh, sort of introducing uh, this film, uh, obviously without spoiling, I'm sure there are some audience members that haven't watched the movie, but uh, I definitely would love you to talk about your film first. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, so, we're so thankful that, that you do this, not only for us, but for all the filmmakers, honestly, because um, there's not that many people doing like this kind of like independent productions and uh, you really feel like the help and the, the, the reach um, in trying to push other filmmakers to, to succeed. Um, I had lunch yesterday with uh, Andrew, Andrew Coates, mm. and, uh, and we were talking about, about that, that it's like, you know, it's, it's very hard to do these kind of things. Um, and it lo always looks so different from the outside until you are deep in it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's always very appreciated to have, you know, friends in the industry helping you on that journey. And about the film, um, well, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, I, think that, I think it started out with this feeling of missing that kind of freedom that I had back in college, mm. where I could do or create anything uh, under no restrictions, whether it was something dark, uh, whether where it was, it, it, could, it could be anything really. And I think, I think when you're working on these studios, there's a part of that that kind of like gets put aside 
-hmm. for a while. I mean, ultimately, you're, you're working on somebody else's vision and creations. Um, and, and after many years, I think combined between ILM and Pixar, it was a total of maybe 13 years. Um, I think there was that feeling of me, uh, you know, well, w what else do I want to say? And other than uh, as being an animator, uh, is there anything that I want to do? And, and I've been missing, uh, like in general, darker content. I think we talked about this a while back. Like, you know, I would always like watch these horror films ever since, you know, like even growing up. And I, I was always missing some of that in, in, uh, in, in animation, you mm. know. But it doesn't have to be horror. Honestly, it could be anything. It could be like science fiction. It could be anything. It's just a different sensibility. So that's, that's kind of like where, where it all started. I mean, you know, I thought, I thought I was signing up for a sprint, but I ended up signing up for the Ironman uh, triathlon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and again, you don't know until until you are in it, and you know you just keep moving forward. So I don't know uh, if if you wanna chime in on your end, <laughs> you were the first. Let, let me let me talk about how I got to meet Eve. That's great. And, yeah. and then if and then if you 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 take it from there because if it wasn't for Eve, I don't even know if we would be here right now. I don't even know if I would have made a film. Eve was the very first person at the Ape Convention, I think 2009 or 2010, wow. that I uh, that I pitched uh, this idea, and I pitched it to her, and I never have met her. And um, and then if you take it away, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I was uh, vending at a table at uh, Ape Convention, and at that time I was going through a pretty dark time in my personal life as well as my art like the kind of art I was making was a war-torn person that survives through imagination that kind of stuff and um, I got a lot of feedback from the studio saying too dark too dark nobody wants to make this right and um, so I was there vending and Carlos passed by and we just bonded over the kind of dark theme and but there's something beautiful to that darkness and um, he told me a story that he was tinkering with <laughs> at that time. And um, I think I'd said something along the lines like, you, you have to make this. <laughs> like, you absolutely must make this. Um, and uh, I'll be the first artist on board if you, if you are going to make it. And sure, sure enough, like uh, within, I don't know if it was, uh, if it was a week or maybe, maybe months. I, I, you know, it's been a while. Um, but she, she passed me like a, couple of pieces mm. uh, saying like, you know, I was thinking about this idea that you've been talking about. And I think her pieces combined with two pieces that Pascal uh, sent me as well. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I just gotta go and do this. You know, I think it's just your gut. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's I'm the curious. Topic. I'm curious if you guys remember, uh, you know, that's like eight years ago, nine years ago. <laughs> What, do you guys remember how uh, how Carlos pitched that to you, Eve? Like that that made you feel like, oh my God, you got to make this thing, and I want to work on it. Yeah, I, the parts that I really remember is about the journey of a boy who's traveling through darkness, mm -hmm. and I think every artist and 
every person can really relate to that. It's a very universal theme. I think we've all been in a very dark place where uh, it's really difficult to get out. Um, and ultimately, you have to make that journey yourself. <laughs> so um, that really spoke to me, especially at that time. You know, like when you, when you, when anyone has this kind of a uh, powerful creative uh, uh, inspiration that, that even though at the time I can imagine, Carlos, you didn't have a lot of things figured out or a lot of things planned out, but then you still kind of inspired Eve enough to want to do uh, artwork, uh, right? That's kind of like the start of this journey. Yeah, I mean, definitely there was, you know, and, and we were t talking about this, Eve and I, earlier. Um, you know, there was a lot more than just this kid running away from these monsters. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I think there was there was a take on on a nightmare, you know, and there was there was uh, you know elements of grief and loss and scars and memories, you know, and um, and I think. As you start to work on it, you know, I think that the film starts to have a voice as well and it starts to tell you kind of like which direction wants to go. Um, and I think having Eve on the early stages and then having uh, uh, Sasha Corelli, our producer, on the early stages, I thought, I thought it, it really started like um, materializing this journey. Uh, you just don't think the journey is gonna take half your life, but you know. Um, but I, but I knew that that was a journey I needed to do, and and I think, you know, in this industry, I'm finding out that you know if I think too much with my head, I play too safe, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if I'm thinking too much with my heart, I do a lot of stupid stuff, um, and it always feels to me like the my gut always kind of like speaks to both, it's somewhere in the middle. And on this film, I had already money saved uh, from working at Pixar um, and from animation mentor, and and I and I, it just felt right to take that kind of risk mm -hmm. and leave the studio, even having a mortgage, um, and uh, and I would do it all over again. And it it's, it hasn't been an easy journey. Um, a couple of times, you just want to give up. You're just like, you feel lonely, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you feel like, um, like you don't have the time. You feel like you don't know what the hell you are doing. Um, and, but the one thing you do know is, uh, I'm not going to stop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whichever the outcome is going to be, I, it's, let's just keep going forward. It's incredible. Um, I, don't know if you remember, but actually, uh, I remember very vividly uh, when you pitched your film to me at your, you know, in your uh, apartment in Castro. Um, and uh, uh, I think it was like a 2012 or something, because uh, it's like a few years before I left Pixar. Uh, that means probably a year or two after, you know, you. Uh, pitch to Eve and you got you've been working on it with you know a few other guys friends some of our mutual friends have been working on it and you were kind of editing story wheel at the time and um, and I remember uh, you know that's when you started to talk about uh, your you know you left Pixar and you um, you know did this gig with the Paramount and 
you know, you were in LA back and forth and you're working on this uh, short. Um, and it was a long journey. And, you know, I got to say, when you first pitched this short to me at your apartment, I was, ha I was absolutely inspired by the story and the quality that you were going towards. Like, you know, some of the tests you showed me and, and uh, you know, you were going for just kind of realism, which is always hard to do in CG, independent CG, definitely. Um, but also the risk, as you say, that you are taking uh, creatively, financially, uh, career-wise, uh, all that felt pretty bold to me at the time. I was still working at Pixar. I was, it was before we started making The Dam Keeper. Um, and I have to say that your bravery and your gutsiness, and I got to say a little bit of at the time I thought, oh, this guy's crazy. Um, you know, it's a little bit of that. <laughs> I have to say helped me uh, jump ship as well. Uh, you inspired me and I'm sure a lot of others uh, who left Pixar to start on their own. Uh, you kind of led that uh, sort of indie spirit. Definitely. You were definitely one of the, one of the guys. And I, I definitely wanted to thank you officially, uh, you know, on this part. But I just wanted to also let you know that um, that was that was incredible. I I didn't see that, you know, especially seeing the film, the final outcome, this beautiful, beautiful film. Um, I don't know if I could say that I I could see the end result back then. You were able to see that with your vision. How did you do that? Um, well, it, it did go through changes and, and through adjustments. I think when we started, we were looking at, a, you know, we did a period of research where we just looked at what's been done, you know, prior to that. And I looked at the Coraline. I looked at, there was a film by a stop motion animator named uh, Paul Berry called The Sandman from 1991. And then I look at Arango, and I, I just look at things that have been done. Um, and, and you know, like my, my gut really wanted to try to do something as cinematic as I could. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think part of it had to do with uh, what I was watching a lot at the time, which is mm -hmm. a lot of live action horror films. And I kind of wanted to, um, try to uh, approximate lighting and color and, and, and the look of it in that direction. Uh, but we started very, um, on the early stages, everything very saturated, you know, very an animated, I guess, you know. And I think slowly over the course of the years, it started like taking um, a life of its own. Mm -hmm. um, you will meet like artists, you know, that they would do a test or an image or a render or, or anything really. And, and, and you would be like, that's it. Like just, just headed towards this direction that we are all going. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I, I cannot really say it was a hundred percent the day I started in my head uh, visually. I, th I think I have to give a lot of credit to artists, including if and our BFX supervisor, Jacin, uh, and a lot of people um, credit for um, going on that journey together and going like, wouldn't it be rad if 
we did this with the lens. Wouldn't it be right to try doing this? And I even got a, lot, a bunch of pushback, for example, on the lighters, where the lighters, um, we would study a lot of film noir, and, um, and I think because of their job, because of where they're working at in these studios, um, there was a tendency to overlead a lot. Mm. Uh, or to or to put a lot of lights and a lot of uh, fill and and uh, you know everywhere, and um, and I think it, it became like a nice exercise of well, that, that's feeling safe. Like how about we just start taking lights out? Um, mm-hmm. and how 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 black can we go on the on the blacks? So I, it's been it's been a mix of um, elements coming together over the course of the years. And like you said, it's definitely a risk. Um, I mean, within a year and a half, maybe two years, all my savings were gone mm. because I had this idea of like, you know what? I'm going to try to cover it with, with my savings. And this, you know, and no pirate license licenses. So we cover the licenses. And then you start to do the numbers and you're like, I don't think I could last a year. Um, and sure enough, within uh, a year and a half, two years, 150,000, I think, were gone. Um, and, and I found myself with a film that had already been started, and I didn't know if I could even fit it. Um, we asked for budgets to different places, uh, a lot of smaller companies, and the cheapest for a 10-minute short film of this quality that we were asked was 1.2 million. Mm. And, 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 and not having a studio backing, I, you know, I was like, well, there, there goes two, three years of my life um, doing this, and I'm not even going to be able to finish it. Um, luckily, all the people that were involved, uh, not only there was support, but there was a willingness to like, oh, we are going to do this. Like, we are going to finish it. We are like, you know, uh, there's, that, there's that thing where it's, which is like time, quality, and money. And kind of like you can never have all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so money was gone. Um, quality, we wanted a particular quality. So that kind of like left time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, instead of like two more years, let's make it in. 57 years. <laughs> Let's hope for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it hasn't been that long, but you know, I'm one of the biggest rewards has been actually finishing it. And I think actually the time became a blessing in disguise. At the end, I have I feel like over time our our taste evolved as well as um, the people that joined. Um, we're very fortunate that they joined at the right time that we needed them. Uh, and then when they go back to their industry jobs, um, we have new people join and we needed those particular talents at that time. It yeah. seemed like the film was really benefiting from uh, the collaborative spirit. Um, mm. And I think that's something that I wanted to point out too. It's like collaboration brought so many people from around the world internationally. Like we probably would have never really met if <laughs> um, so they brought in their own specialties with them too. That, that's yes. really amazing. Uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about that aspect of uh, international collaboration, co-production thing that you guys achieved, I guess, through Atela, right? Yeah, yeah. We needed to have a tool that allowed 
people from a lot of different places. Mm. Um, so half the meetings were talking Spanish mm. <laughs> and half in English. So um, I think there was a little bit of Spanish being learned by the whole group, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole art teller, it became a necessity to try to even make a film like this. I mean, I met with Bobby and Sean really, really long time um, when I was telling them, maybe it was around the time I had spoken to Eve, mm-hmm. and I was starting to tell them my plans of like, I'm going to try to do this. And, and we had already been talking about if, if, if animation can be taught online, what's stopping productions to be happening online? And I think a big roadblock of that was always the file management. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is sharing which files and what is the internet and how is uh, certain areas of the process going to work out? And that, uh, those questions kind of like excited us to figure them out. And a lot of it was very technical. Mm-hmm. And what I found was I was excited about the technical at first and quickly that excitement disappeared in no time because <laughs> um, like three out of five meetings weren't creative on the early stages. It was a lot of talking about containers, um, pipeline, caches, uh, file referencing this and that, that half the time I didn't even understand. You know, I mean, I think I, I you know, you sign up because you get excited about storytelling and characters and, and cinematography and composition and, and acting and, and then the first two, three years, there was a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, technical. And, uh, uh, but, you know, it, it slowly, like I said, like, you know, I think it starts to get uh, its way, mm-hmm. you know, and then you start to see things working and then you start to see artwork from from artists and then and that excitement it, it becomes uh, motivation and and a lot of fuel to keep moving forward um, and I mean there was you know there was a time where uh, nothing was rendering mm. and and I remember a, a conversation that I had with with my with my partner Sasha where I told her like we spent three years working on this and we cannot even render a single frame. So how can we expect to render 155 shots? Um, and I remember like going to bed feeling like, you know, like just really down. Um, and I remember, I remember cause I was in Spain, she was in the United States at that time. Um, and I think, yeah, I th- honestly, I think the collaboration motivates you to keep going. I think working with people that believe in it just as much as you do mm. um, really gives you that feel. I think that's great, Carlos. And you know, I want to talk a little bit about the creative side and how you came up with the story. And you know, obviously, this is uh, somewhat unconventional uh, uh, animated horror film. And uh, uh, can you talk a little bit about the choice of this story and storytelling? I mean, you didn't back off in terms of how scary. It- could be I, I I'm I, I got scared <laughs> watching that film um, and uh, very effectively uh, I, I love to uh, hear about 
the creative choices you guys made and uh, you know you didn't really shy away uh, visually and story-wise pushing that sort of um, you're on a toe and just kind of waiting to be scared is, is that is that from the get-go you that's what you wanted yeah uh, well I one thing I I knew I wanted wasn't just horror for the sake of horror right um, I, I, I wanted horror that was uh, balanced by something else you know you see some movies like the evil dead where the horror is balanced with the comedy and then some of my favorite horror films uh, is actually balanced by emotion mm. and 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 I definitely wanted those those two elements um, and from that this idea where the the, the horror is internal mm -hmm. um, and it did start out with a simple idea Mm -hmm. um, and I think as, uh, which is like, yeah, we're going to do something darker, blah, blah, blah. but when it comes to horror, I, I like more the, the quiet horror instead mm -hmm. of the, the, the constant jump scares. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and in here it, it felt more exciting to have moments, uh, where, uh, you know, something is behind the kid but you don't put the giant sound effect that is like you know like blowing your ears um and instead you just let the audience just kind of like uh, feel uneasy about these weird events happening um so that that we knew early on that we wanted to go towards that kind of horror um when i look at it now i don't know to what degree we went uh like uh, very very scary or not I mean it gets to the point where you look at a film a million times and you don't even know what the hell you have anymore mm -hmm. um, and so yeah so uh, so some of the horror elements are definitely in there there's a couple of cliches for sure um, where I just needed to get it off my system um, and and um, so yeah I don't know if, if you want do you want to chime in on that part? Too? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it, when I look at the color script evolution, like that tells me a lot. Um, we went from having more animated, saturated colors um, that are kind of more traditional in animation. And then we kept pushing it darker and darker, more uh, desaturated, uh, more towards live action. I think both of us really love um, a lot of the old movies like Spirit of the Beehive, um, Ken's Labyrinth was a big uh, inspiration for us as well. Tale of Two Sisters, The Others, like we're really, we're looking for an animated film that can really push the boundaries in terms of the camera, the lighting, mm -hmm. and the emotional uh, storytelling. So that the horror is just, um, just a genre, it's just a medium to tell this kind of deeper story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it even expanded to the music and the sound. Uh, I ended up reaching um, to this sound designer um, that had been most like doing a lot of horror, mm. um, and, uh, and and he worked on this film called The Orphanage, um, and this other film called Wreck from Spain. Both of them, and and I knew that I I wanted that kind of sensibility. Mm. Um, but even with the music, the, one of the references that we looked at a, a lot, uh, even for color, 
uh, color desaturation and, and neutralness was the, the film from 2008, Let the Right One In. It was mm -hmm. a Swedish film. Yep. And, um, and I found myself not only studying the film, but uh, even incorporating so much of the soundtrack on the temp tracks, on the temp edit, to the point that at one point it was, uh, it, it really hit this balance between emotion and darkness mm -hmm. to the point where I reached out to the composer and, and I got turned out twice by the, by the manager. Um, like basically saying, uh, you know, he, he doesn't do short films. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm the manager, I'm not going to get commission. So no, no, forget it, kid. <laughs> get out, get out, get out. And, uh, and, I, uh, and I remember uh, not wanting a no from somebody else other than the composer. So I ended up putting together a, a PDF uh, directly for the for the composer with a letter uh, telling him why he cannot be any other composer. Mm. Uh, his name is Johan, and um, and I and I told the manager just just give it this to him, and then if if he says no, then I'll just disappear from the rest of your lives, you know. Um, and uh, and two days later, I didn't hear from the manager, but I did hear from Johan directly. And uh, he he's, he wrote, um, I he he wanted to work on it, which cool. which was you know there was a few of those milestones throughout, where you're like, am I am I being so stubborn that you know they're just gonna you know run away, and and then it works, you know. So I think it's been the mix of. Um, having the you know the right people and under the sound and music also that help that kind of like horror feeling that we were going after mm -hmm. um because too much horror i i feel like i get bored mm -hmm. um when it's just dark 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 you know um i just love the balance and the variety i think one thing that was most impressive to me which i did not know because the last reel that I saw was uh, such a long time ago and you know I was fortunate to be able to work for like a few days in just super short amount but uh, uh, at the time I, I did the part where you know uh, just a little bit of a beginning and a little bit of ending scenes and uh, but uh, what I didn't anticipate um, until you know I watched or before I watched the final film was the, the impact of this emotional uh, payoff of this uh, entire story that even though you guys did a fantastic job as a, uh, a film that kind of kind of takes you to this dark place in a very very effective way the payoff was so emotionally amazing and I I, I was so satisfied watching that film um, and uh, I, I think that's uh, that's really difficult to do. And um, uh, first, uh, it's incredibly like uh, amazing that congratulations on that. I, I was so blown away, and I told you that right away uh, after I watched that. But uh, can you talk a little bit about how you guys, both of you, actually, you know, from the story standpoint as well as the visual standpoint, how you guys were able to pull off without giving away your story, um, this emotion of this boy's journey. 
um, in such an effective way. Thank you, guys. Uh, I mean, coming from you, that's, this is awesome. It's, it's great to hear, man. Um, uh, if you wanna, do you wanna jump on that one? I didn't wanna talk. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, such a <laughs> like heavy <I'm> question. <laughs> well, oh, wow. yeah. it's such a, um, it's, it's a lot to, I, it's hard to describe. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's part gut feeling, um, but it's also part of, I think when you've been in that dark space and you know how the boy feels, you you really want him to make it up, I guess. <laughs> and you're kind of pulling from your own uh, personal experience, but certainly like some of the creative choices really helps to convey that. Like uh, we played with space a lot and um, shape language without going too much into it, but every prop and every set uh, is made with love <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, has a lot of symbolism too. And it helps to convey that emotional journey as the boy moves from different from one room to another mm-hmm. and um, especially in the hallway in the second floor like we expanded that space to help have that vertigo feeling uh, similar to like rosemary's baby where the furniture kind of moves <laughs> um, to the point where you, you feel uneasy and um, so the camera the lighting the set helps with that journey too yeah we also play with the editing too mm. um, in, like, I mean, one, you know, there's uh, some of these shapes that if it's talking about, we even apply them to the camera, even, mm. you know, like things like the spirals and stuff like that. We even design some moves that way. And, um, and on the editing, uh, there's this thing that I, I was trying to do with the editing, which is like this, um, this lead up to an explosion type mm-hmm. of feeling. And I, and I was, uh, as, as I was working on the edit, all the way back from the storyboards, I knew that it was an increasing tempo to an explosion and then, um, and then a, a, a prologue or a, or a relaxation, I guess, from that explosion into a, a, this other part in the attic. Um, like, like if we were saying a lot of the, we made this house and, and we made it big for, you know, uh, for, for things like emptiness and, and stuff like that. Um, and, and one other thing too that we always talked about was we, we were fighting constantly the perfections that the computer gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. imperfections were, all over the place, from the modeling to the uh, uh, to the shading, to the walls, to the character, even like tiny, subtle, like, little scratches. Like I think um, that you know, the, the whole idea was that adding to a vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, of a kid um, and any every single thing that can can help to that vulnerability, like we. We try to explore that. So maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a, a mix of things, you know, uh, combined. I think another word for it too is like authenticity. Like mm. we we're really trying to capture, um, for example, I remember one of the first uh, props that Carlos brought. It was a like a music uh, carousel. I mm. believe it was from the market in Spain. 
and it had all these um, nicks in it. It's the paint was chipping off a little bit, and there's something so um, vulnerable and very true and authentic about the way that texture is on that piece of um, wood. And we tried to bring that kind of feeling into the film, like the feeling that the house is lived in, and it's been maybe several generations uh, of the boy's family being there and bringing the authentic feeling too of, of having a lived in feeling. Yeah, there, there, there was a few moments, you know, I mean, the, the whole thing is, there's like bits and pieces that you try to put into these films. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys went through something similar on The Dark Keeper, but there's at least two separate moments on this film where uh, I found myself at some point in my life in a in a place of confusion or in a place of uh, just breaking down and hitting rock bottom and, mm -hmm. and 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 that feeling of like I don't know what's in front of me, mm -hmm. but I, I know that uh, you know I'll have to face it eventually. And you know, I, I and I was always carrying that with me, even even when the, there were times where I would even give a reference. To an animator where I would act it out thinking about those things uh, and then I would just give him the video I would just tell him you know don't show this video to anybody it's embarrassing as well but uh, but it's, it's, it's really coming from uh, different places um, throughout throughout your life and then other things are just things that you know um, were put in there in, in, in surf of the story and the structure and the character and the acting and all that stuff I feel incredible. Um, I don't want to hold you guys up too much. It's it's a really great, great talk. But I also want to talk a little bit. Uh, I want to ask about you guys um, as well as what's next for the film. So I just want to mention that the film is uh, qualified for the Oscar run and it's being considered right now. And uh, that's really, really great achievement. Um, and uh, you know, I know um, despite the result, uh, you guys achieved such a tremendous um, kind of product, uh, film artwork, and uh, I'm sure that that will take you guys to the next level of your career, next phase of your careers. And I want to know, uh, both you know, as a filmmaker of this film, as well as you guys individually, what's next for you guys? I think for me, I'm. And continuing to develop my voice uh, as an artist and art director I feel like that's just a lifelong process for me like and through, through this film I've learned so much and just kind of tried to soak up everything from from everyone that collaborated with us and it showed me how how little I knew mm -hmm. it's almost like I barely scratched the surface of what filmmaking is about <laughs> and so I feel like I'll that's my next step is just continuing on this journey to, to try to grab a hold of this, mm -hmm. <laughs> this uh, kind of um, beast, I guess, my own demon. <laughs> yeah, for me, honestly, one thing that really gets me excited, and I don't know if, I'll, if or when, more like when, I think the if is not so much of a question, uh, when, I'll be able to work again with a lot of the people that I have been on this journey mm -hmm. because not only they shown me uh, this collaborative attitude, but they've made it 
such a fun journey, yeah. even on the downs, that I want to keep working with them again. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, um, for example, our character designer, Dave, Dave Gaztelumendi, uh, he saved us when we didn't have this, uh, you know, th- some of these characters figured out design-wise. And throughout finding it, we developed this friendship, just like with Eve. And then through this friendship, then I ended up working with both they and Eve at a Paramount. And then I, I brought they also to Anki, you know, the, he's at Anki right now. And um, and I'm really, you know, I, I would love to continue, you know, um, this journey with people in terms of like what is the the next steps. Probably nothing with Lanori other than the festivals and just sharing it with the world and with the Indigo people that help us. But uh, based on Lanori, I know that you know, I know that there's a place for this kind of different films mm-hmm. to exist. Um, and, uh, and, and right now that's kind of like where I'm at, you know, just talking to a lot of different people to mm-hmm. see if that's even a possibility. You know, there's some things that are being done right now that are very exciting in other studios, mm-hmm. uh, that are not, that are not public or announced that, that really makes me happy about the direction of mm. the, of the industry. Especially oh, yeah. with with the streaming and, and things like that, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I think it's, I'm hoping that it's just a matter of time. I'm just super happy that I, you know, that I that I jump out of the safety of the boat, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't drown. <laughs> <laughs> it did help, uh, you know. It's interesting because I I was here actually working on uh, doing. Uh, fixers for renders Mm. Um, and you know when you are like a small independent production you have to do a bit of everything really yeah and I was putting on the background the Tonko house podcast that you guys did with Andrew and Lou um, on Borrow Time yeah 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 yeah. and I remember you know and you know I I think around that time I'm tired Mm -hmm. and I'm and I, I don't have much energy left mm-hmm. you know and 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 you don't even see the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. anymore there's like no light there's this like it's like nighttime <laughs> that tunnel and um and i remember listening to that and 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 just getting a boost mm. in terms of um, you know and, and trying to like listen a, a lot of different things to to motivate yourself to mm-hmm. keep going mm-hmm. because if there's something we found on this film, which is something that also happens within the film itself, mm-hmm. is that there's going to be faults and there's going to be like hardships and, and you take it like day by day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you don't see the end of the line. So one thing that th- this film taught me was to approach it more on the, okay, so what are we going to work on next week? Instead of like, when am I going to finish this? Shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, because many times when you are looking at the at the end of the line, like it gets very overwhelming very fast. Yeah, um, but looking at it like day by day, like a marathon, like you know, the next bottle of water, you know, it made it that much more doable for, mm-hmm. for at least for me, you know. Mm-hmm. 
That's really amazing. Um, again, guys, congratulations. I'm uh, very excited about what's going to happen uh, to not only the film, but both of you. I was so looking forward to see where you guys are going to go. And uh, possibly I dream of the time that I can collaborate with you guys again. Uh, small way or big way, it doesn't matter. Uh, again, like you said, the industry is we believe too that it's going the right direction, uh, exciting direction, and uh, uh, more in the indie spirit. I think will be rewarded. Uh, I think in this current of this uh, new direction. So, thank you so much for giving us time on Tonko's cast, and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much, Dice. Thank you for everything. Yeah, thank you for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you.